the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and today I'm joined by Sabina from Grovelands, who has very kindly came up all the way from Brighton, my old neck of the woods, so thank you for coming up. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Um, so, as, as we were just uh, having a chat before, before this, I always like to start... Um, how you got into recruitment I think there's always normally an interesting story there um so yeah let's start there how uh, how did you get into recruitment Sabina um so recruitment's quite um obviously a different career path um mm. isn't something that you naturally study towards or really aim to go into sure so like a lot of people I fell into it mm. I kind of had three job offers on the table nice. recruitment assistant psychologist which you use my degree oh, wow. or a marketing manager okay uh, for nightclubs across Brighton yeah um what really like push me to do recruitment is um other people that I knew in the industry oh, they right. said so you had friends who worked in recruitment yes yes okay. yes so they said obviously with um my promotions background it'll yeah. be quite easy for me to like naturally step into recruitment mm. so I thought mm, this is a new challenge so I thought I'd go with it okay that's really interesting I like that let's uncover that a bit more so <laughs> um so you finish uni and yeah. then this is when you start looking for a job, right? Um, well, I actually um, did an internship and became a project manager oh, for nice. an app. Okay, so cool. So quite different. Cool. <laughs> Just decided, oh, yeah, tip my, uh, dip my toe into yeah, different yeah. industries. Well, I think I'm sure you will be aware of it. I, I didn't go to uni, but I think real solid advice that a lot of people get now is doing internships, and, and that can be really tough to get that real work experience. Yes, yes. Obviously, it's good to get internships because you get a taste of an exactly. industry. Yeah, yeah. And I really found that... It's probably something that I didn't really want to go down, but obviously mm. it was just a three-month experience. And it's still a good experience. Good experience. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, so how come you? How come you? So you did because you were telling me before. So you did psychology. Yeah. And um, what else was it? Sorry. Psychology and neuroscience. So yeah. So obviously a lot of people have the challenge of actually getting a job in what they study for, yes. right? So that, that's really <laughs> that's really interesting because obviously people find it really hard. So how come you didn't go down the psychology route, like? psychology route was obviously like the desired step but when mm. I did a bit of research into what was like the duties of the roles mm. of both recruitment and um obviously assistant psychologist yeah. I really found it was more catered to what I am as a person yeah, yeah. uh recruitment it's more I see what I'm educated in and what I'm good at yeah, so yeah, I went yeah. with what I I'm like good that. at and what I'm passionate about yeah no I think fair play for actually doing that because <laughs> I'm sure you met I don't I don't know if your parents were in your ear saying you should go for this go yes, for that yes yes I had the offer letter in was, my door really? <laughs> I was like oh which was, one was they pushing for you to go down the academic route or yes really yes, um, yes. I think that's fair enough but I think the fact that you're sort of true to yourself and I think that's what it's all about at the end of the day you can get a, a degree um, in uh, any particular subject but if you really don't feel like that's the actual job yeah. is what you're about then then fair play so what what was um what was your perception of recruitment so I know you said you had some friends in there so it sounds like they sold you the dream basically uh, they did sell me the dream they yeah. obviously only talked about the high <laughs> um, as they do as they do <laughs> as they do um but I also like um did a bit of research and obviously it isn't really seen as a positive yeah. career path it's mm. more of a thing that you go what do you do as a job and it's like I'm a yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really want to tell it but it's something that you should be proud about because oh, sure. um, obviously the publicity is focused on the negatives mm. and all cowboy recruitment trying to screw over candidates see them as commodities yeah. and uh, clients to try and screw them over for yeah, the most yeah. money so when you so I did this exact so I one of my friends, so I used to work in insurance, was an insurance broker. One of my friends told me all about recruitment, and that, that's when I started researching as well. So what, what did you find then? Like, Because when I looked for that, what I saw was um, you could earn six figures in year one, 
don't know if you saw that. Yes. Like ridiculous <laughs> OTs. I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then, yeah, and then in terms of the actual job itself, I just, all I could find was like just the actual recruitment process. It didn't give me like much context on, yeah, the ups and downs. What I also found was... Um, you uh, go out networking a lot. You can uh, you be able to take your candidates, clients out for nice dinners, drinks, and obviously loads of holidays. Yeah. Normally I be <laughs> normally I be normally I be for. Um, yeah. So what did you find then when you were researching? Uh, well, I was researching, obviously seeing the high life of um, some recruiter friends, mm. seeing they're obviously getting flashy cars, yeah, yeah, yeah. So going on nice that. holidays. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a bit of me. <laughs> um, but obviously, um, with the research, obviously came like the negative mm. persona about oh, okay. it. Um, so you I saw a lot of that. Yeah, I didn't mm. really see like the positive for um, recruitment. I almost saw it as like a stepping stone for a yeah, future yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. It was only until I really got into it that I really see it as a career That's path. Career. That's interesting. How how did that? So now you're in the recruitment world. Why why do you think so much of that negativity is online about recruitment? What what's your two pence on that? Um, I would say like the negativity is obviously a small batch of um, recruiters tend to see it as like more of a transactional relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they haven't really evolved with time. Um, and obviously people really do like pinpoint on the negatives. Um, yeah, yeah. So obviously you see the cowboy recruiters trying to like screw the customers and mm. all your clients yeah, and yeah. the candidates. Yeah, I think I think obviously in today's world it's so easy to share your opinion, right? Yeah. Huge factor. Um, but I, I'll probably be a bit biased here, but I, I do honestly believe there's a lot more good recruiters than there are bad. Yes. I really do believe yes, that. It's, it's just so yeah, it's just so much easier to see that those comments and, and, and those things online. But I think there's so many more recruiters doing good than there are bad. Yes, it is um, obviously moving forward. And the bad ones are almost getting like... Yeah, left taking behind. Taking left behind, really. And yeah. they're obviously moving on to different career mm. paths. So you're left with the good ones, the mm. ones that are really relationship-focused and really evolving with time. Cool, okay. So let, let's talk a bit about um, how your journey was in recruitment then. Um, so... Yeah, talk about your sort of first 12 months, because for me personally, I found that really difficult, the first 12 months, that was real tough for me, mm. so how, how, how was your first 12 months? Uh, well, the first 12 months was uh, divided over two companies, Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one was um, with a supply chain global recruitment agency, cool. um, obviously it was quite a large firm, well known, um, great team, um, but obviously I didn't believe in their culture, Sure. Um, and the way they wanted to almost act upon things and they didn't really appreciate yeah, it the was, challenge I mean, back. If you go back to why you chose recruitment, I think you're clearly someone who, who values that and if, if you're in a business that don't go in line with that, then I think that's important that yeah. you take action on that, right? Yeah, I prefer to work with a company that values um, being challenged yeah. and um, like the pushback. And, and listens, right? Yeah, and listens. Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. seen as uh, the newbie that just gets given the scraps and has to yeah. essentially do the manual tasks that no one else wants yeah. to do. Okay, cool. So and then, so wh- how long have you been in your current company then? Uh, around about one year and one month. Oh, okay, well, okay. So, <laughs> tw- so how, have those 12 mo- how have those 12 months been then? Uh, those 12 months have been amazing because obviously I got quite uh, more amazing training um, at my first role oh, okay. um, so you had a 12 week from graduate to 360 consultant nice um, obviously we agreed that it probably didn't work out <laughs> that's cool um, so I moved to Groveland's um, and they really are like forward thinking okay and they love the challenge they like that I came in and came with so many ideas yeah, that's things good. they can change and they really like adopted the ideas yeah yeah so did you do how did you find, because a lot of people, when I speak to um, 
recruitment business owners when they take on experience size or people will have some context and some experience in recruitment sometimes um those people can have bad habits or they work in a way that they don't agree with or whatever yeah. so how how did you find adapting that was did you have training again basically the way um, that they work not or? really uh the training part because obviously um from being a psychology graduate really came out of uni and really just absorbed the data okay, but hadn't nice. really put it into action okay so they essentially just got me up to speed with um, the particular sector, so that would be financial services, originally compliance. Mm. Uh, got me up to speed with that and essentially just gave me the tools and then nice. said, go. Cool, cool. So, so, was... so they really educated you on the sector? Uh, yes, yes, okay. yes. I think that's important. I yeah. think when I when I spoke to people on this show, that, that isn't always apparent in training. So like in your 12-week piece did you do a lot in um the sector or was um, it more in the recruitment not really too much on the sector it was more how to combat um counter offers yeah how or to that really like the recruitment it. stuff right yeah yeah so because i find that interesting because if you're going into an industry which you you might just have general common sense on i think it's really important that part of the training is that you actually have a good grounding on the sector because yeah. the, the best recruiters out there are consultative they give advice they understand their market inside out and obviously you're not going to really, really understand it until you get on the phone and speak to candidates and, and they're the, your best source of information, yeah, right? Yeah. But I think I think it's good to have some good grounding on, on the when you're training, right? I think I think that's important. Yeah, it's good to get like the basic structure of the knowledge, the mm. um, obviously the titles, the layout and how really their business like works yeah, 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 and yeah. how they make money. So you need to see their pain points. Exactly, yeah, super um, important. But you don't actually understand the pain points unless you speak to the hiring managers and yeah. the people that are in the team that are really feeling the strain. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that only comes with experience and speaking to the candidates, yeah, not yeah. just Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I think the whole re the whole recruitment stuff, like counter offers, all that. I think, I mean, in my experience, like the time when I really learned from it and what to do next time, what not to do, is is actually like experiencing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, you can talk about it theoretically all the time, but. I mean, that is your best training ground, actually experiencing it, yeah. I think. Um, so I'd be interested to know, how, as, as, a, as a graduate, how, did, how was recruitment sold to you? Like, how, how did these um, employees, um, employers, sorry, say, look, Sabina, this is what recruitment's like. This is, I don't know, I'm always interested in that. How did they sell it to you? Uh, what did they, they talk about? They were selling it. Uh, well, obviously, the first company was a bit, because it was overseas. I'd be mm. like, you get to go to Germany, okay. you go to all these automotive things. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, gosh. <laughs> automotive isn't my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, but you speak to all, obviously, these um, amazing people um, mm. doing amazing things. Okay. And obviously, recruitment is some people see it as money yeah. i see it as more changing people's lives nice you're like you're building on their career you're helping clients yeah, you're like sure. bridging the gap you know so, so was a lot of it focused on just like the the high like you can earn a lot loads of money and all that yes that yeah felt? yeah yes obviously so it, you work for the money yeah and obviously the effort you put in there's the effort you get out so yeah, i like yeah, that yeah. is rather than this is what you get yeah, <laughs> yeah you have to sure, work your sure. nuts off. No, I'm, I'm always <laughs> interested in that because i remember when i was um i had a couple of interviews with some Brighton firms as well. And it, I think now looking back, it's interesting how they position recruitment. The The business I joined, again, came down to that sort of gut feel and, and it, me connecting with the director and other people I met. Mm. But when they were like the last um, agency I recruited for, and I remember sitting in, uh, I had an interview and my director said, so what do you think you can earn in your first year in recruitment? And I was like, well, I've been speaking to people and interviewing places and they told me I can earn anywhere between sort of 60 to 80K in my first year. And he's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, really? I mean, 
there, I mean, I, I appreciated that. I mean, he didn't he didn't um, position it in a way of, like that's not possible. Yeah. It was more of look, first year it is very much a, a learning ground and um, I will support you and you can earn great money and I'll I'll have commission structures in place that will benefit you benefit your activities and your effort. But I think he was he was just genuine genuinely honest with me and I mean if I look at my first year billings compared to my second year billings, I I mean I com- I absolutely smashed it the second year. Yeah. And a lot of people I speak to um, I think the first year, if it really is viewed as somewhere where you can you can earn some good money, um, but ultimately it's it's the year of where you really do learn and and, and knuckle down, make failures, etc. Um, I appreciate that honesty. I don't know. I think it's important. Yeah, yeah. Well, with Graven, it's quite different because okay. on my, like this year, considering it's only really a year, yeah. I'm on like 120, oh, and wow. that's with like not that much experience it's yeah, just yeah. really understanding and get given the tools yeah yeah. so I, I didn't really do the research on how much you could earn yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was just like as long as i'm near the top that's all that matters yeah you're quite competitive though. very competitive <laughs> well, it's, e- it's easy enough that i'm the only uh billing female uh, currently really There's one left <laughs> so Whoa. i can take the title of the top biller but <laughs> <laughs> top female villa but we're trying to that's uh, cool play with the grounds of the top billing men yeah yeah, so, yeah. i like that um so what i was going to say was you mentioned that sort of you um see recruitment as changing lives yeah how where did that come from like was there a moment where like you know what this is more about the money more than the money or have you have you always naturally been like that how, how did um, that come about well it was more um when i done my first permanent recruitment that was with an experienced member helping me okay and um, we both put forward candidates i went out and met them and i just really understood like how much this opportunity really meant to the yeah, candidates yeah, yeah. and luckily <laughs> well it was in her own right that she got the role yeah and i keep in touch with her and she's just over the moon that she's got this amazing yeah, opportunity that. and she's really progressing yeah, yeah so it's just really like hit home that i changed her life yeah, and obviously yeah, yeah. took her out from a mediocre job and gave her like the opportunity to really flourish yeah, yeah. So, so was it that moment then where you're like oh my god right i actually really helped this person yeah yeah okay yeah. cool no I, I find that interesting because i probably naturally had that mindset but i think that that's the mindset where a lot of people can benefit from especially early on yeah because if you've got the mindset of i'm generally just trying to do the right thing by the people that I'm helping, etc., then that's going to help your decision-making process. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's very easy to go, oh, fuck it, I'll just send that CV or whatever it is. When you've got the mindset of, you know what, I'm, a- I'm actually listening to my candidate and they said, no, that, that I know they wouldn't fit in there. Yeah. Then I think that's, if you have that mindset, then you're less likely to make those decisions where you would be like, shit, why did I do that? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to understand, like, um, obviously we have like the idea that we'll send C- three CVs, they'll interview two and hire one mm. uh, based on that. Um, but obviously we, I don't see the value of sending three CVs just because one's like an extra. Yeah, exactly, I'd really yeah. send two and really sell it to the, mm. um, the client it's and just be quality. like, it's all about quality yeah, over quantity because yeah. it can't really, you have to be almost like picky with what jobs you take on because mm. a lot of recruitment agencies actually just go yeah they've got 20 roles we'll take all of them mm. but actually don't actually understand that you're you're potentially wasting the client's time or your candidate's oh, yeah, sure. time so you have to be almost yeah picky. i i experienced that when you first start you're like oh yeah i've got a job yeah i'll work that <laughs> like it's very easy to be like that right very excited. but i think yeah yeah very excited and i think look i think that's part of learning but i think as you've obviously learned and, and i definitely learned that um you you've got to work the jobs that are worth your time but also the client's time like yeah. 
you you get better at judging should I be working this job like you yeah. do get better at that yeah um God, I've, I, I know I've definitely wasted a lot of hours like, working on jobs that I just couldn't fill. But it's, it's, I don't know what it is, but it's about, oh, right, a client, client's giving me a, an opportunity in a job. And, like, you know how we are, we're competitive, yeah. we want to make it happen. But, yeah, as you as you get better, the quicker you learn, go, you know what, actually, sorry, Mr. Client, I probably can't add a lot of value here. Yeah. However, if you get this, I can definitely do that. Yeah, you almost have to, like, advise the client back because mm. I've had multiple jobs where they've come to us and went X, Y, Z for this price, and you're like those people don't exist mm. and they'll be like i'll be like how long has this job been open for they'll be like three or four months and i was like and they're still quite stuck on that mindset that they're going to get that person yeah, so yeah, yeah that's yeah. one the ones that you have to go yeah i'm gonna have to walk away yeah, yeah. and when when you're at, like a few months down the line when you're happy to talk about potentially losing the x or the y yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then we can i think that yeah i mean discussion. again that that's that's a good recruitment consultant right yeah. because if you're just doing business development or you're you're taking jobs and you're just being a note taker you're just saying yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i can do that. Yeah, yeah i can do that well no <laughs> yeah. it's, it's that's what you're getting paid for right you're a you're a consultant so yeah but then you also get seen as like almost lower than the client because yeah. obviously you're like their little dog that runs around and yeah, sure. gets anyone and then... Well, if you keep can, saying yes. If you keep saying yes, yeah, they yeah, obviously yeah. don't build respect for you and obviously sure. understand that you might not know the market. Yeah, yeah. It's when you have to push back and um, that's when that's when you gain yeah, respect. Yeah, yeah. See, see I, I didn't have that straight away. That For me, that came with confidence and experience and I think that that's where you can add a lot of value and that's where, as you said, you get that credibility and trust yeah. because... If you go, well, look, I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. That would be ideal. However, I know the market inside out. Um, that's the expertise I have and you're not, you need to pay more or what, whatever it is. And yeah. I think the, the quicker that you can do that, yeah, the, the more chance you're going to have to make more placements and, yeah. and be seen as a, a credible uh, recruiter, which is what it's all about, right? Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So how have you found then, um, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on this. Obviously, I, I, I um, make a lot of noise about personal branding and yeah. all that good stuff. How have, you, how have you found, so do you use LinkedIn a lot? I love LinkedIn. Do you? Do you? <laughs> Part of the millennials. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm cool. like, way yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, cool. so, for, so for me, the first 12 months, um, it was, so I, I didn't have a LinkedIn profile. Well, I did towards the end of my insurance career, but I didn't really use it. I just thought, basically, why I got LinkedIn was because I wanted a new job. So yeah. I thought, okay, great, I'll get on LinkedIn. I thought it was just a place to get a new job. Um, first 12 months in recruitment, I learned all the normal, traditional ways. So using a database, cold calling, business development, job boards, LinkedIn. Um, but it wasn't until 12 months in, I was like, how else can I get hold of these people? Because it is like, sometimes you can't get hold of people. Like, it's so yeah. hard. Um, and that's what just led me on this whole sort of making content, investing in my personal brand to essentially communicate to people that I know I can help. Yeah. So how, how have you tried to use utilize LinkedIn? Have it, has it just always been emails and all that? Or I don't know, because obviously you've got you've got fresh eyes in the industry, right? Uh, well, um, I haven't gone fully fledged like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that's doing, cool, like, that's cool. Uh, vlogs and other bits and pieces. But I quite use it to share uh, relevant material, nice. um, outreach to clients and candidates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there is... Um, well you gotta understand like LinkedIn is like the largest database yeah, and yeah. only 5% of LinkedIners are recruiters um, yeah that... I found that out recently yes it's amazing that's isn't it that's mental yeah that, I, yeah I was at a um, 
I was at a climb pitch the other day and I had a strategy. Salmon brought up that fact. Yeah. And she was like, she said it confidently, but then was like, oh, yeah, no, that is right. That is right. Because it just doesn't sound right. No. Does it? So 5% of people use LinkedIn or 5% of LinkedIn's users are recruiters. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah. I saw your picture at LinkedIn. Did you find out when you went yes, to LinkedIn? Yes, I went okay, to nice um, like a LinkedIn conference. That okay. was my first one. So That's I was, cool. it was quite exciting. So they shared that, did they? Yeah. Were they you sh- amazed by that? I was amazed because everyone was like judging like 50%. You know, yeah. It's a bit yeah, too yeah, high yeah. in my opinion. But so you were 5%. 5%. That's really interesting. Yes, it is interesting. Obviously, um, you get profiles that aren't fully developed. Yeah, sure. Um, but it is like an amazing database which you can reach outreach to people that aren't usually reached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like the like the beauty of emailing and obviously yeah. out like referrals sure. and understanding the market because you'll yeah. be able to see obviously job postings um, yeah. with whether people are open to opportunities, yeah, where yeah. people are moving. Yeah, no, I think I think it's like my my I think. Yeah, the more the more recruiters do more of uh, trying to add value to their network mm. and and not just talk about the live jobs they have, the more opportunity they're going to have to to um, get more referrals, build relationships, and and also for me, what I found when I when I put out content that wasn't about a new job I had, it was something else to talk about. Yeah, that that's a huge thing. Like if you think about it, when you speak to a client at the early stages. It's normally checking in about how's business going. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about this problem. How's that looking now? Any plans to hire, etc. Yeah. But what I found when I started to create some content was I could call them and bring up something that I've created, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to, yeah, so um, are, you look, are you looking at the moment or whatever? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's really powerful. Don't yeah. underestimate that. And you that. can see on the flip side because um, a lot of clients are becoming more forward thinking um, and those are the people that you want to work with because yeah. they're going to really like excel in this industry. Those are the ones that are actually creating material themselves. So mm. it's a lot easier to obviously have a bit more warmer leads discussing mm. the material because everyone likes to talk about themselves. Yeah, everyone <laughs> Quite easy. 100%. <laughs> for sure. um, so it's easier to talk to them about the material they created and exactly. your views and opinions on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, that comes down to, yeah, actually, what you were talking about earlier, pushing back or whatever. It's not just the normal conversations, isn't yeah. it? That, and that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, what I was going to say, so where, how do you see it evolving then? Like, do you see, I don't know, how it's like, have you had much success? You can you can be brutally honest here. I, I hate LinkedIn. I hated LinkedIn days. Like, I found that so hard. Oh. So, as in, like, it, I knew it was important, uh, an important part of my week, but I'd dedicate, like, a whole morning to sending emails, connecting, sending messages. And I just found it so hard because I wanted to speak to another human being. Like, I just found it so hard. So how have you found that? Like, do you find that difficult or not? Um, well, I, I prefer to, obviously, build a bit more of a rapport yeah. um, initially on messaging first. Okay, cool. Because, obviously, you've got their face. They can see your face. Yeah, it's yeah. not just um, a robot speaking yeah, yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually gained a client from LinkedIn, oh, nice. um, which was very exciting. Everyone yeah, yeah. was like, no, 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 it's never going to happen. I'm like, wait, I can't wait to prove you wrong. <laughs> but it is like an amazing platform. And I don't know if many people are aware of LinkedIn Recruiter. You can make projects. You can yeah, yeah. keep an eye on people. You can see where, where, when people leave businesses. Yeah. So it would be like the partner of... So you get of, like, no- notifications. Yes, yeah, so you get yeah, notifications yeah. when people have left or when they're open to opportunities. Mm. Um, and obviously, as I said, it's the, like the largest database yeah, on, yeah, in yeah. like recruitment okay quite another question for you then on this topic I haven't really spoke loads about this but have you ever filled a job from a job ad from a job ad like putting up a job ad and someone applying um well growers do a mixture of contract and perm okay perm no <laughs> no because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the best people in the market aren't the ones that are looking for jobs they're yeah. the ones that are excelling you just have to open them up to the idea that they can 
excel even better somewhere yeah. else. Uh, for contracting, it's obviously, you've got to see it as like a marriage or a fling. Mm. Uh, they're only in there for a short period of time. Okay. So they're quite easy. Um, yeah, they're, yeah, they're more active and on, on yeah, the past. Yeah, more yeah, active. I, did you, so do you do much contract then? Do you do contract um, as well? Well, our company is like 80 spent contract um, and 20 cent perm, but obviously with what a lot. What do you do perm? Um, I do a blend. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Um, but obviously, um, don't know if everyone's aware, but it's a lot of retail banks, investment banks, and other um, financial services industries are stemming away from contractors. So okay. for you to obviously still be great in the market, you have to evolve with that. Yeah, yeah So yeah. I've focused a bit more of my time on permanent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, again, so I did all, all permanent. I didn't make a placement once on job ads. It's, ah. it's a weird one, isn't it? It's a weird one because, like, you do it and you feel like you have to do it, but you know in the back of your head, I'm probably not going to get anything from this. Yeah, it's yeah. I think the statistics is like one in 10 people really? that apply are somewhat relevant. Relevant. Yeah. And to be fair, probably looking back, like the job ads that I wrote were probably terrible. <laughs> like honestly, because like, I think if you, th- if, you, if you were to scroll down some job ads right now, I think what, what I've seen is it's so it's really focused on what you want yeah do you know what i mean it's it's not it ha- you're not thinking of it from a ca- i never used to do this you, you don't think of it from a candidate perspective yeah you're thinking right so i need this particular skill set i need them to have knowledge of this da, 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 da. and then you talk about what that person could get do you know what i mean so yeah. i think probably a lot of people aren't inclined to apply if i'm honest no 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 um well back to linkedin it actually has a, a cool um not like an update, but it has a cool software. So okay. if you post a job on LinkedIn, yeah. it'll scan um, your job ad and pull you a list of candidates. Really? So you can see if your job ad is really reflective of yeah, what you're you looking for. Yeah, you can see if it, Okay, that's interesting. So that's interesting. Obviously, it gives you like the building blocks to go and contact those individuals because yeah, they yeah. fit on paper. But a lot of people don't actually understand in this industry, especially in the permanent side, it's not always about the skills. Yeah, it's yeah. more of the soft skills, which yeah, are sure. it's hard to illustrate. Yeah, okay. Um, so, question for you, because you, you're just over the 12-month mark. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you could, <laughs> uh, at, at your current company, if, um, if, you could go, if you could go back and uh, uh, speak to yourself, maybe month one, month two, would you say anything or would you do anything differently, do you think? Um, I would probably research the sector that I was going into. Okay. I kind of go went in for my interview and went, what's a top billing, like house, not house accounts, but team. Yeah. So I was like automotive. And I was like, yeah, I want to go in there. I'll okay. see it as like a positive because I was the only female there. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hmm, because see it as like a positive because then they're going to remember the female that contacted them. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I had little interest in the market, can't even drive myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, so kind of short fell my, um, like almost limited myself yeah, there because yeah, yeah. it wasn't something I really wanted to invest a lot of time sure, in sure, learning. Sure. So, so you're saying actually like just be a bit smart with the industry that you could potentially be recruiting yeah in. yeah obviously yeah. um for like female like myself um something like fashion or makeup would have been like, obviously like the dream you it, have yeah. to understand the market and you have to understand like the people that you're going to be recruiting for and the sure, clients sure, and sure. their sort of personality types as well yeah yeah so, so as like before i did compliance and those people are really nice yeah. but they're the red pen marking against yeah, yeah, everything yeah. you've said uh whereas consultancies are almost selling a service and sure. we're selling a service sure, but with sure. people so some synergy there yeah, yeah i get that yeah no i think that's some really good advice um when you're sort of first looking to get into recruitment like try and aim to get in an industry that you generally ha- might have a bit of a personal interest in yeah. it just makes it a bit more interesting doesn't it because yeah if you're 
just um, on the on the grind all day, and you only get a couple of conversations a day. Yeah. Like if you don't find those conversations interesting, pff, it's, yeah, it's gonna be hard. Do you yeah. know what I mean to stay motivated? It is to stay motivated and obviously eager to learn more. Exactly. Yeah. Because I'm quite. If someone said like, "Oh, this company is merging with this company," the first thing I'd do is Google, Google work it, it out, out, work out where there's gonna be job openings and where there's gonna be pains. Yeah, nice. And those are like the fun things because it's like mystery work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> um, like the research. Whereas if it was back in automotive, I'd be like, oh, "Okay, cars, yeah. tires, yay." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how how so how have you dealt being so how so there's another uh, female recruiter that you said yeah uh yes uh well um we have two resources that are female so they're going to be trained up to be cool. fully fledged so how, how have you found so there was a period where you were the only female there um now now female recruiter sorry <laughs> technically female billing uh we did have a, another one that was there for around about two years i believe okay. uh she how did you deal with that how did, you, <laughs> how did you deal with that like was it difficult or was there any challenges around that or? um challenges is obviously my own perception of it okay uh, because obviously it's a male dominated industry yeah i thought that clients wouldn't look at me twice mm. um because i'm a female and then they might have perception of it yeah yeah okay that's then they may that they're not as hard as direct and obviously but you have to see it as more females in my opinion have um, better relationships and yeah. build better rapports and i saw myself as I don't know if you heard the theory, purple cow. Yeah, so, yeah, well, Seth Godin, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, if you're like driving down, you see a purple cow, you remember it. Yeah, yeah. I'm the female in recruitment, but mm. I'm a female in a financial services recruitment, which is very male-dominated. Okay. So I see myself as very different, but also something to be remembered by. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So you see it as an opportunity rather than a disadvantage, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I love that. Great, great attitude. Um, okay, cool. So um, I'd love to... Um, ask you around so I always like to speak to people about sort of sort of their toughest time um and then also sort of a, a real a real high that they achieve what, what's what been a real tough time for you um in the last 12 or so months if anything springs mm, to mind it's probably um not believing yourself and really nice. just going to pick up the phone you just think maybe they're not right but it's always worth to have yeah. the conversation how long did it take to get over that <gasps> gosh massive phone phobias for ages really how long for oh god for like a good month or so yeah. I'd literally what, just what stare at the phone because I had that why I have no idea it's, it was obviously you're not confident in your market you're not confident, confident in what you're factor. saying what you, you're gonna say and obviously I'm a previous company that was a few situations where they hung up on me and that really yeah, knocked yeah. me back yeah um, it's weird isn't it yeah it's so weird because like nothing's gonna happen to you nothing they're <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the world or the other yeah side literally of the like phone. nothing like the word that when i for me, and I, I found that even more difficult like candidates so i was quicker to get over it yeah but and then there's this whole client oh, thing yeah. around it as well when you start doing bd it's like you put the client on the pedestal like that's yeah. the best way to put it that's what i did i was like they're better i just subconsciously felt that they're better than me they didn't have the time to speak to me etc yeah. um but you just got to get over it. Like, it's just repetition. Like, that's... Because yeah. that's, whenever I then actually reached for the phone, did it, and then I had the conversation, I was like, oh, God, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. I'd still be scared to pick up the phone. <laughs> <after> <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's another theory. Obviously, psychology plays yeah, a lot yeah, of that's cool, that's cool. There's like a five-second theory before the fear kicks in. Okay. So um, you just have to dial the number and just go. You can't have the yeah, time have to you, think... Have you heard of the five-second rule? That's Mel the one. Robbins. Yes, yeah, yes, that's yeah, the one yeah. I was talking about. I read her books. Brilliant. Yeah. It's so it's so simple. Yeah. I think she's got a TED talk on it that went viral. Yes. And um, 
I was using that for a bit. It, it does help. So yeah, as you said, it's like so when you get that instinct to go right, I can need to call that person. It's like five, four, three, two, one, bang, and then you you got to do it. There's yeah. no room for your mind to go no, 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 don't do that. This can happen. <laughs> this is really bad happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is um, obviously you got to get over that, and it's something that some people find quite easy to get over, and yeah. other people really struggle to. Would your advice be then for people who are struggling with it, maybe like you did? Um, if if it makes you feel better, go into a private room. Yeah. Uh, my I, yeah. Did yeah. you f- have that a bit where you thought people would be listening to you yes. and what you say? Yes, I had people listening in. Well, my first uh, recruitment job, they would listen into the calls, really? and that oh, would be beads of sweat everywhere. Really, <laughs> run into the toilet yeah, and freaking yeah, yeah. out. That is a bit daunting. But my current manager, um, he's very supportive of. I found it very difficult to begin with. Yeah. Um, and I would go into another room, and this was like a an amazing client called yeah. like the like one of the biggest clients and we're like oh just be yourself you yeah. can't see them as a pedestal exactly you, you yeah. really can't because um everyone's equal exactly. everyone's human yeah, that yeah, everyone yeah. has pains everyone wants to have a joke everyone has a little bit of banter um you got to see it as you're giving them something that's going to take their pain away so you're yeah. really partnering with them and helping them grow while yeah. you're growing too yeah, yeah so once you get over that mind block then you can really yeah. excel yeah, I think, um, again, it, it just takes a bit of time and, and you've, you've just got to put yourself out there and the, the more the more times you do it, the more, um, what's the word, when you do it more, then you have more things to lean on to go, I've done it before, like, it's, it's fine. But I, I remember that because I was in a, an open plan office, there's eight people and every time I'd even leave a voicemail, I was like, these people are listening <laughs> but they're not they're not they're actually not they couldn't care less they're not they literally couldn't care less and then I remember by the time I left I was standing up walking around probably I'm just a loud person on the phone yeah. so I was, it's just it's just weird the, the process but it's, it is a tough process initially yeah. um, okay cool what about some real good times then has there only been a particular moment that um, really springs out um, well when I made uh, the higher um that was like in my first three months. Oh, and right, I was your like, first placement. Yeah, so, yeah. I, so well, I had like a few contracts oh, where okay. like perm really meant something because yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. overcoming something. Um, but most recently, obviously, I said before I gained the client from LinkedIn, so mm. I added them. Saw that um, their company mm. was posting a job, so I was like, I'm going to be a bit cheeky and just message him directly. I'm like. I know you get messages from those recruiters. Yeah, I was going to say, how did you approach <laughs> How did you approach um, well, he, It wasn't even in his team, so I freaked out. And, he was <laughs> like, oh, and I was like, well, this job. And he was like, yeah, that's not in my team. So I was like, oh, God, how can I make this an opportunity yeah. when it really wasn't? It just, like, distinguished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, a fire just been put out. Um, so I literally just turned around and went, well, we both work in the same sector. I have clients that have these struggles, X, Y, and Z. Is any of these fit with you yeah um and then i was like it'll be beneficial for us to meet even if you can walk away from the 45 minute meeting we'll take you out for lunch nice lunch at the shard um but you can walk away from it and then you can go yep wasn't benefit but actually we found that we're going to be partnering well we've done uh, one role together and we're partnering in the future so it's really just from one linkedin message which everyone said why don't you call him yeah that's not my style (laughs) you you referred to it quite a lot and I've learned um this over the last year or so in, in sales and I think you've obviously mentioned pain points quite a lot yeah and you just mentioned struggles then and I think that 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 that's how I approach when I speak to to businesses now it, it is very much and that's the best way to position it in my opinion from, yeah. from doing sales for nearly sort of four or five years now is I really like how you put that is so I've been helping these clients with these pain points yeah. does any of this sound familiar yeah. I just think that do you know what I mean instead of going yeah I can work this job or have you got any jobs it's yeah. like 
you're telling them, I understand your business, understand the pain points that you might have. Yeah. This I can solve them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think that that's such a great way to position yeah. it. I don't recommend many people do that. No, no. I think people obviously get the more direct. Do you have any jobs? Yeah. Uh, those are the jobs that have been posted that have been worked yeah, on for a ages. A lot of people have been working on them. And then you obviously won't get that exclusively, yeah, <laughs> quite yeah, frankly. Yeah. It's more that you have to build the relationship and build the trust first before mm. then they obviously reveal a bit more like this is what we're struggling with. Yeah. We're an amazing growing company, but we're at full capacity. Where can you see it being of benefit to hire? So they almost yeah. get your advice. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more of like a consulting part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's important. So where where do you um where do you see uh, recruitment going? Like, do you see any interesting trends that might be happening? I know you mentioned before we started about video and all that. So where where do you see recruitment going in the next couple of years? What's your thoughts on that? Um, well, obviously with technology, um. I don't know if you've seen uh, the recent video of Google Home making appointments. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was mental. 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 So what's that stopping people doing that from recruiting? Yeah, from like more on a transactional level, isn't more it? More of a transactional, obviously yeah. a bit more contracts and obviously gauging the people for the interview. Yeah. So that's literally CV matching, skill matching. Yeah, yeah. But that isn't like, that's just like your bog standard recruitment, but you have to evolve. Yeah. Say evolve a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I think it's a good. It's a good word to use. I think it's right. Yeah. Okay. We'll go for adapt. We'll change <laughs> it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you have to adapt to the market. So obviously, if technology can potentially take away like the roles of recruiters or the roles of a lot of recruitment, mm. um, you have to give something else. You need to add more value. Yeah. Yeah. For so sure. obviously, that's where you have to change and obviously give insight of the market. Be a real specialist and understand like what other clients are doing and giving them their their competitive edge yeah yeah so do you do you see um yeah i I couldn't agree more it's about just being just recognizing where tech can automate a lot of this stuff you do if that's yeah scraping cvs looking at certain skill sets or whatever that that can that the technology is probably already there yeah but yeah as you said it's about it's about doubling down on uh, building a network building relationships um adding value as you said talking about um, the industry this is what's going on i understand the market this is the opportunity etc etc um and yeah i think it's actually where recruiters the mindset recruiters need to have is tech can can just enable me to do my job better and just pinpoint where yeah. tech can help and then just just build on that it's not it's never gonna it's never gonna take away that human element because no. as you as you experience like you, you generally do change people's lives yeah. and people um to really achieve that, then th- there's got to be that emotional element of you really understanding that the emotional pain of that candidate yeah. and their story, and then matching up that type of person with the right business. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That, that's the part. Yeah, that... it is more than than just skill matching. It's all the motivations of the mm. client and the candidate, yeah, exactly. and really marrying that up. Mm. But you can't really ask what are your motivations on the CV because they can't. Exactly. It, you can't really go into much yeah, depth yeah, yeah. of that. Do you always meet your candidates and clients then? Uh, try to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes <laughs> things a lot easier, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, obviously, with permanent recruitment, try to meet everyone, and yeah. uh, with contracting. But sometimes, if they're in Glasgow, it's <laughs> sometimes yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit harder. Um, but yes, because obviously, you can sell them more as a person. For sure. Then here's their CV. Look at it and make a decision if you want to interview them. You have to talk through the client mm. uh, to the client about the candidate and really describe them as a person. Like yeah, yeah. they're really forward. Think they could be the future leader. They could be your boss. Exactly. Like they can really like be a pivotal point of your business. Yeah, it's the right. It's the right mindset for sure. What 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 I used to, what I used to hate and one of my pet hates was when you'd be speaking to a client about one of their pain points. They're chat, um, they're finding it difficult to find this type of person. 
whatever you speak to them, look, you know what, I, I reckon I can have a solution for that, etc. They give you time on the phone. Look, what what would really help is if we were to meet. Yeah. Now nah, I've got the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's exactly one of the big problems why you might be finding it hard to recruit, right? So yeah. that used to be my pet hate where a client would moan to you about maybe they're not getting the right people through the door, etc. And then they don't they don't think it's important to then give you as much context as possible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not even that. Like you want to go into their office situation, really exactly. see like uh, the matrix of the current like permanent staff yeah, and yeah, potentially yeah. blend of contractors. Um, yeah, you have to see it as like investment of time. Like mm. th- they're going to be wasting 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 so much time exactly. interviewing mediocre candidates or ones that just match on cv level exactly. there's a whole nother layer that you have to like take into yeah. consideration of personality fit exactly and i, I think look, again it comes back to like just wanting to get the job on but if, if a client's not even willing to give you 30 45 minutes then is that a client you should be working with do you know what i mean like yeah. i think that's a valid question to to ask right yeah 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 and they have to almost like sell themselves to you because mm. you got to sell them uh, the client to the candidate exactly and if they can't give you the time of day that's yeah. not that's something that you have to walk away from exactly so what was uh, what's 2019 looking like for you then what, what are you excited about what's the vision uh, 2019 um, well obviously we focus more and more so on uh, consultancies and helping nice. them develop and grow yeah. and really getting underneath the skin of the clients yeah, and really yeah, yeah. Just really just immersing yourself in that market. Yes, yes. And more, moving towards the permanent because there's tax changes at the end of 2019 or potentially 2020. Okay, was uh, that the contract? Yeah, that, that's yeah, the contractors yeah, yeah. paying the. St- I didn't do any contractors, so that's that's all new to me. But I'm learning on it on the job here because <laughs> a lot of a lot of businesses that we meet do a lot of contracts. Yeah, obviously it's very valuable as a business to have a running. Um, amount of GP every yeah. month, right? Yeah, really it's it's good for that, and it's also. You have to see it as more so the, like the quick wins mm. um, while the permanent is going on, as you probably know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we get their two weeks availability for first stage and then again? And then yeah. it's like six it time, to eight week it? process. I, I found it a bit hard to because d- I came from an, an environment where I'd I'd call someone and there's potential that I could close them on that deal to sell insurance. Yeah. So I did I did find that tough initially. Like the if sometimes it can take like a month, sometimes it can take three months. Mm. And then you just get a bit impatient. I think I like a partner position with one of my colleagues. It's six months. Really? <laughs> to I know. And the then deal. there's normally obviously quite long notice periods when it's yeah. quite a senior position as well. Yeah. And then there's moments where you're like, fuck. Yeah. Are they going to do this? Because there's so much. When there's. Look, everyone says time kills deals, but yeah. even in the notice period of three months, six months, like so much can change. It's not even that. Like they like handed in the notice and then. They've got the taste for looking for other opportunities and people people are human at the end of the day. They yeah, want what's exactly. best for them and their family. Yeah. So if they're like, yeah, I've got this offer and then someone, another recruiter, calls unknowingly <laughs> calls them and tries to count, not counter offer them, offer them but something better. tells them why they should go to an interview. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I had that with one of my placements. Really? Very lengthy email from another <laughs> recruiter that emailed my candidate trying to stop her taking the deal. Yeah. And I said to her, and I went, it's your decision at the end yeah, of the nice. day. It is your, it it is, is, like, yeah. it's based on relationships. And I said, if you really want, this client really wants you, he can answer all these questions for you. How much he values you. Oh, is they trying to put doubt in their mind about the client? Yes, they're oh, putting okay. doubt in the role, saying, yeah, you won't have that, those responsibilities, you shouldn't be on this salary, That's other right. bits and That's pieces. Right. And I said to the client, I went, that she's having, she's not having these doubts, but she just wants some clarity. He called her straight away. Love that. 
and then it just it just really like strengthens the bond yeah, yeah and they sure. she really understood and then she can <laughs> tell the other recruiter where to go <laughs> yeah, yeah. no i think i've said it a few times on here but i think um real solid advice to anyone like when they have that sort of instinct of have they got a counter offer and stuff like that is, is to ask the questions you don't want to know the answer to. Yeah, the hard questions. Yeah. Very like, hard yeah, questions. Yeah, I, re- I reckon you do that all right. From, uh, you, yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's a bit unknowingly. Say, for example, I had um, a candidate at final stage and yeah. they it was almost like a definite hire. His experience was immaculate. Yeah. And we actually placed him before in another permanent role. Yeah. And then he got counter, well, got on a job with another firm. Mm. And I just said to him, to be straight with me, if they both offered you the same money, what would you take? What yeah. What is Such the motivation? What would you take? And he said the other company went, fine, we're not going to waste that, yeah, my yeah, client's yeah. time. Yeah. Or even like dangle a really nice cherry in front of them. And here's yeah, the most yeah, amazing yeah. candidate. But you can't have him. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. more like, uh, I said, well, is it the money? Because I can push to get you more money. Yeah. They went, no, it's the role the role you can't change the role they're the questions that as you get as you get better that you know to ask do you know what I mean that that, when you're asking those questions they're they're the questions that you didn't ask previously and then now you know you need to ask them do you know what I mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) all Um, the learning curve all the time exactly Um, so look before we um, wrap up then I always like to ask this question so if you could communicate to everyone in the recruitment industry they'd listen to Sabina they'd implement your advice tomorrow Um, could, could be a sentence could be a phrase does, does anything spring to mind? Um, people really buy from people, so be yourself in the market. And it's not about the short wins mm. and it's not about getting your name on the board. Mm. It's about the long-term relationships and how you can nurture that moving forward. Love that, cool. So before we finish, because I did cut you off, so sorry. <laughs> what, so what, what are you excited about at Groveland? Like, what's going on? Have you got anything interesting that you want to shout about? Or um, Well, um, no, I think it's um, a lot of it's under wraps, oh, okay, but cool. okay, fair <laughs> they're, they're um, obviously moving forward um, with another part of Grovelands, which nice. is going to merge, um, well, it has already merged, and they're really going out and really being a disruptor in the market. Nice. And it's quite exciting to see that really taken into action. Hope you get some more female recruiters as well. Yes, yeah? yes, so like we'll cool. train them up. All right, cool. Look, Sabina, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming in. No Thanks worries. for your time. Cheers. Okay.